All you got to do is get your own Robinhood account, jump on and start start investing money. I mean, you're hearing this all the time. I, no joke, I heard this on TikTok. And this, these, <laughs> this couple said, they said, investing is easy. Look, as the stock is going up, you know, you put money into it. But as soon as the stock starts to come down, that's when you sell. Ooh, yeah. That's it. That's that was their no whole strategy. <laughs> Man, it's, it's like unbelievable. Anybody can do it. It's so easy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Welcome, friends. You are listening to Blue Collar Money: Theories of Middle Class Investing with your hosts P.W. Gopal and Mike Hatch. Hey, welcome back to Blue Collar Money, theories of middle-class investing, where we help everyday folks get financially unstuck by taking a blue-collar approach, rolling up our sleeves, getting our hands dirty, and accepting responsibility for our own financial futures. My name is Mike Hatch, and here with PW. PW, good to be back with you again today, man. Me too, man. Yeah, we are... Uh, revisiting um, some previous podcasts that we did early in our in our career of podcasting, <laughs> if you want to call it that, the first 10 episodes or so. And today we're going to talk a little more about entry fees, or not a little more, we're going to talk about entry fees and hopefully tie it together with some stuff going on currently, both uh, in the markets around the world, but also personally, and so this is a this is a little bit of a of a tease, but we'll share a, a development, a new transition that is going to be happening. We'll talk about that here a little bit later. And it's a it's kind of a big deal. And so uh, I hope you stick around to, to hear about that. Before we get there, though, thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you for tuning into this. And thank you for any, you know, five-star reviews you can give us. Please do that. That would be awesome. Means a lot to us and really helps us to uh, to spread the word about, uh, about the podcast and, uh, and then written reviews. If you have a chance to, there are, there are a few people I know that have emailed me. Um, I don't know if PW, if you saw it or not, but who've said, you know, Hey, love the podcast. Uh, I haven't gotten the chance yet to write one, a, a review, but I'm going to, okay. Oh, great. Now's the time. Do, do it. it. We'd love for you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So entry fees, we're going to dive into this and there's six uh, six subheadings, if you will, that we're going to talk about under entry fees. And uh, as we're thinking about this, I just want to kind of set the, because it is what, July 30th, 2021, as we're recording this. And so who knows when you're listening to this, it might be years down the road. So let's set the context of where we are. As far as the markets go right now, we have continued to kind of like in the stock market, continue to bounce along you know, horizontally, if you will, and uh, just keep flirting with that, you know, in the Dow, that 40,000 mark, right? And, uh, and PW, you've said over and over again that that is a pretty significant Fibonacci number for those investors who invest based on the Fibonacci kind of philosophy. So that's happening right now. The economy is somewhat has been opening back up. Although we're starting to see signs of a pretty some intense inflation, uh, 
In fact, this week, uh, the Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell came out and admitted basically that, okay, we're seeing more inflation than we realized was going to happen. (laughs) And he's saying it's going to probably be a few months of Mm -hmm. this. Personally, I don't think they know what they're talking about. They, uh, uh, but that's that's me. But anyway, we've got that going on, and I'm sure markets kind of responding to that to some extent. Gold and silver are down a little bit. Um, I think last time I checked, gold was uh, a little under 1,800, and silver was about 25 and change. Bitcoin is starting to surge back again. Uh, it's close to forty thousand dollars again up from 31, 32. I think the low is 29, maybe. So Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are continuing to make progress in kind of the, the zeitgeist of our culture and, and being accepted in uh, the, the you know financial world. And then lastly, I would just say that um, along with all that, uh, you, you've got a housing market that is continuing to burn hot, high prices going on there. And uh, uh we're not we're not producing in our economy like we uh, like we have in the past. So anyway, all these things kind of setting the the landscape for where we are. Oh, that's right. And the Delta variant for coronavirus is uh, is causing people to freak out again. And the president just said he was going to make it mandatory for some people to get the uh, vaccine. And I know people were upset about that. Yeah, a lot going on right now, man. We are <laughs> there is a ton happening. Um, and all this mess, you know, and going on around us plays into, as we think about, you know, taking a next step into making an investment, understanding what the entry fees are, all this relates, right? Yeah. I think the, the interesting thread, you know, that you're speaking of is just tension. Yeah. It it continues to wind up and kind of add on onto itself. Um, you know, there we took some notes the other day and we're discussing them that, you know, just a short list. We're in a global economy. The U.S. dollar is, is the world reserve currency. You know, the political unrest, the lack of bipartisan cooperation, the stimulus packages, racial tensions, foreign money, you know, the Americans use of leverage and debt. Our belief that the stock market is highly fraudulent, our ability to not produce, but to buy value. Um, yeah, you know, one of the interesting things is that we've seen just over the last decade is that multi there's multi-generational change inside of one generation. Mm. So things that used to happen in 25 years are now happening in two to three years without the maturity to know how to handle it. Yep. And so we are seeing this potential energy just kind of grow and grow and grow and not, not in a good way. Um, but it's good. It's, it's so good. Number one, to know, you know, that God is good, that he's still sovereign mm-hmm. and that he, he knows how to make sense of all those things. So it pulls us away from the actual trying to make sense of all these crazy narratives that are clanging into each other. Yeah. And it pulls us back into his presence mm-hmm. to then say, Lord, you, you know, direct me in my ways. Like where, where do you really want me to go? Um, Caroline was in, um, her Sunday school class or the kids class or whatever we call it. And, you know, the first verse they asked her to memorize is Proverbs in Proverbs three, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. And that was it. There was no lean, not on your own understanding. You know, like there's, it was just the beginning because there's hand motions to it. 
Oh, interesting. And I love, I love, you know, cause I just, I don't think like a kid. I love that they know how to make it stick with her. Yeah. And I think even as adults, I'm assuming that these are mainly adults. Our listenership is, you know, in their twenties and thirties and forties. Um, we may not have one of those little kids classes to go to or be a part of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be to literally to, to the remind, to get the reminder, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yeah. Because if you're going to figure out yeah. what lane you're going to live in and how you're going to invest properly and how you're going to steward and how you're going to make money and then figure out how to give it away. Um, it's going to be, it's too convoluted to figure this out reasonably. Yeah. Cause things are so, yeah, convoluted and fraudulent, as we said to some extent too. Yeah, that it, it's hard to make sense of it, and and you and you're getting, you you're getting signals, but those signals, it's hard to differentiate between the actual signal and the noise. Yeah, you. The, it, it's it is always helpful to know causation, yeah. and you can't prove it now. Yeah, you can prove correlation, but even that's not really helpful because everything is related now. Like yeah. because of because of media, social media, and because you know of just kind of how finance the global economy works, we're all highly connected. Yep. So correlation is not helpful anymore. It really for a believer, you you're you're left with your prayer closet. You need to go back and kind of yeah, you know, learn his voice. Yep. And find your security in him, your center in him. That's huge, especially in these un, uncertain times or a lot of people are going to be losing their heads. Yeah. And, so. and I, you, I think you would think that you would say this is a fair statement at the same time. I think, you know, those that really want to produce on behalf of the kingdom will mm. like, I think small businesses will survive this and thrive some. Um, yeah. I think, you know, businesses that have been faltering, I think they can do really well. I think we are going to see some technology come out of this. Like we can, we can never, you know, go back to certain things that are analog. Right. We, we are in a digital world, like digital learning is going to continue. Zoom is always going to be a thing. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Okay. So when we're talking about entry fees, again, this is, um, these are, the investor mindset and values, you know, that an investor would have. Um, so we're talking about entry fees. There are six things we want to talk about. I'm just going to list them out for those of you who, who are listening, might be taking notes. So we're going to be talking about six things and we'll kind of go through each one. But the first one is uh, cost to play the game, the cost to play the game well, um, cycles of each market, Defining the end game, the emotional and mental weight of investing, and then lastly, relationships is number six. So when we talk about the cost to play the game, we're talking about what is it going to cost, right, to, to buy in to whatever investment you're thinking of making. Yeah, and that may include, um, you know, if we're not talking about the set it and forget it variety Right. You know, that kind of changes things. Because you know, then if that were the case, I could give a hundred bucks a month to a mutual fund and right. and there isn't a whole lot of cost. I don't have to give much mind to it. Right. But we're actually talking about entry and game. We're talking about doing the homework to figure out how much is reasonable to invest outside of, you know, at, relative to the money that I make. Yep. So we're talking so, outside of the stock market on your 401k or IRA. We're talking about 
whether it be you look to buy a business or whether you invest in an apartment syndication or whatever, like that's what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah so the three-legged stool is something is a thing that our, our friend Daniel Johnson kind of brought up with us and you know, which is uh cash, cash flow, cash flowing endeavors, uh real estate, and then business. Yeah, equity and business. Yep. Um, if we take real estate, for example, you know, the, the thing that we're working on right now, we found an odd property that had two homes and a shop on the same property and under one deed. And so when we're looking at it, we're like, okay, we there is value there because we can live in it. We can rent one of the places. And when we leave, we can rent both of the places, actually all three, we can rent the shop. And so the, the entry fee is kind of prescribed. Like it's, we already know the price of the property. And we have an idea of like, okay, if I put 5% away of my mortgage, that will help me take care of any things that come up, whether my well bro- you know, blows up or the septic field goes bad or, yep. you know, there are some things that are catastrophic like a septic field, but which has come into consideration recently because we're looking at the age of the property and how long the septic's been in the ground. And we're like, okay, you know, a new roof. A lot of people are dealing with, you know, mm. with, with those types of things like, if you've remodeled a home, you know that every five years you're gonna to have to redo something. Mm. And then on 10 year cycles, you're doing something more major. And then every 15 years to 20 years, you're doing a roof. So yeah. very significant work. Yep. All those things apply when you're when you're doing the math about an investment. What are the management costs? What are the you know the maintenance and upkeep costs of whatever it is you're investing in? And those have to be thought about ahead of time. So you may actually have enough money to buy the property or the investment, but then can you manage it? Yeah. You know, and then there's um, kind of unseen ancillary things, you know, time and yeah. energy and and a lot of things that we're going to end up talking about. Yeah. So cost to play the game first, right? What what is it cost to jump in and actually and do it? But but number two is cost to play the game well. Okay, so why do we distinguish those two things apart from each other? Well, I the easy answer is one is on paper and one is you can only get good by playing. Mm, yeah. And so okay, there is a middle ground which you know you, we have to, when you're risking money you have to you have to live in that middle ground for a little bit, which is going and and crunching numbers with people that are really good at having done the investment. Mm-hmm. You know, so so going after mm-hmm. people that don't just talk about real estate and generalities, but going and seeing the numbers and saying, okay, well, this person is doing similar things to what I want. What is also important is even more so at times is how am I dissimilar from this person? You know, because mm-hmm. the guy who got me into real estate was 42 when he retired and I met him at the tennis club where I was working. Yeah. And and he had 600 properties. Oh my gosh. And one property. That's huge. You know, some people count their properties by doors. This guy just said properties, but he's like, just so you know, this mall is mine. And that's <sighs> one property. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that mall. <laughs> <laughs> you, you own that mall. Okay. And so he had 600 of them. And so he recommended that I you know, he's like my, me and my, my business partner, we put $2,000 each on a credit card and we were in college and we bought our first duplex and we just started, you know, we'd live yeah. in one side, rent the other, and we'd just do it again over and over and over. And I took his principles and I used them and I bought a house that leveraged that house to buy another one. And, you know, but I missed some of the information. 
the reality is I'm not insulated like this guy is. Mm. I scaled faster than he did and in a completely different financial time mm. with a completely different financial portfolio. And so when 08, 09, and 10 happened, it it um, it was a total total loss for me. Yeah. And yeah. so playing the game well is about doing a whole lot more homework and jumping in, you know, maybe actually starting, but maybe slowing down a little bit. So that that's perfect. I, I love your transition there because so playing the game well, you talked to someone who was playing the game well. Yeah. You saw what he was doing and uh, and you decided to emulate a lot of what he did. But what you didn't do necessarily was like number three, consider the cycles of the market that you were looking to get into. Is that, would you say that's right? Yeah. And, and I, I didn't know, I didn't know what I didn't know. And so I was mm. talking to realtors because realtors play tennis. That's just how they meet people. <laughs> yeah. They play golf and tennis. And so <laughs> I met with a lot of realtors. I had a realtor and she was like, yeah, the house will be worth this much next year and this much the year after. And nobody's mm. talking about money. Mm-hmm. Like nobody has an understanding of money. Mm. You know, and and that's a mm. huge problem. Mm. Even folks that have had money their entire life don't understand the cycles of money. They're just pretty insulated when things get bad. That's a great way. So of if you it. are a novice, like you just you have a no experience with money or bad experience with money, you didn't grow up with money, you don't know how to handle the money. You really have to go to that macro narrative mm. and and just say, hey, what season are we in? And, yeah. and this season in particular is marked by safety because things are sitting on a cliff and it could literally be somebody sneezing and having a bad day that sets it, you know, a day in a downward spiral. Yep. We, we should be safe, 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 aggressive savings, completely insulated from the markets. I don't think anybody should be in the market right now, even though mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, you would have tripled your money. Yeah. So what you're saying is, the cycle of the market is telling us that right now you need to focus on safety. That's what we've been right. talking about on this podcast. We need to yeah. focus on safety, not necessarily getting into the market. I mean, it's interesting. So my family, we've been talking about buying a, a um, vacation home in Fort Myers and not just it'd be myself, uh, my wife's parents and her brother. And we'd all kind of go in together on it down in, uh, in, a, in Florida and it's interesting. I talked to a buddy of mine who lives down there and he said, I would not do that right now. He's like, it is so overpriced right now. The prices need wow. to come back down. And that combined with some other things that played into it, we've, we've actually, it looks like we've decided to hold off and not do that right now, just because it looks well, no doubt in our country as a whole, the cycle of the real estate market is at a peak. I mean, it is, yeah, it is high. So anyway, we've decided to hold off as, as a result of that. And I was grateful for that guy's perspective down in Florida. Yeah. I mean, I think that those are the types of conversations that um, you think about after things go poorly, (laughs) like you, you, you neglected to have those conversations. If you've ever watched the movie, the biggest short. um, Oh yeah. One of my favorites. The big short. The big short. Yeah. Not the big short, the big short, you know, the, it basically is a telling or retelling of the 2008, you know, financial, they say collapse, but it wasn't. But these guys had heard a rumor about the housing bubble 
and some guys were actually betting on the housing bubble. And so they sent two guys to Florida to, to a bunch of different neighborhoods to see if there really was a bubble. Yeah. And it was just a really funny scene of uh, Steve Carell, I think is the, the, one yeah. of the characters of him just getting on the phone to his, to his right hand guys. Like there's a bubble. And he's like, how do you know? He's like, I just know. And it was after the, <laughs> the series of ridiculous conversations that he had yes. you know, with a, with a realtor, his guys actually going into vacant homes, a conversation with a stripper who had like five houses and a condo. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a movie worth watching just for the storyline. It's really well done, but yeah, I've, I've seen it myself. Fun. You might have to fast forward through some parts. Yeah. There's a couple <laughs> of bad parts and some swear words, and, but, but it is educational. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that um, not every, and I don't think everyone thinks about having those crucial conversations. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And those are catastrophic. Those are, those are the ones that, you know, take your feet out. Well, and it's so interesting you say that. So going back to your situation where you were starting to invest. So, and I'm kind of transitioning to number four right now. Did you, did you, had you defined your end game? Well, yes, but it was dumb. <laughs> like, so, so, okay, so, yeah, okay. explain. <laughs> so we talk about values all the time. I, you know, I would not have been able to relate my values to anybody, but my highest value is freedom. Like, mm. it just, it's every part of me that I just want to be free from anything. I want to do yeah. what I want when I want. And so my, my end game in my head was a picture, a movie of me doing Young Life, and I was a Young Life leader, it's, a, it's yeah. a high school ministry, of me hanging out with my guys, but also having a stack of cash in the bank to do whatever I wanted, whatever I wanted. Yeah. And, you know, I had a house, a big Victorian house, and I had five roommates, sometimes six roommates, and it was just a house of guys that just loved on one another. I mean, it's pretty idyllic, like, that mm-hmm. experience. And I just thought, let's just scale this. Hmm. let's buy more houses let's make more money let's continue to work part-time because it's because i'm able to it was always in my head to make a ton of money in the least amount of time so that i can go do what i wanted i never want have never wanted a 40 hour 60 hour work week but the plan had so many holes in it and and i didn't know anything about real estate i knew how by trial and error, I had to rehab a house because I bought a 4,000 square foot house with no carpentry skills. Yeah. I got through that. And so I was like, yeah, I understand the market. And so I bought another one and then I was about to buy a third one in a different state and which was an even dumber mistake. And then 2008 happened and, uh, you know, I thought, well, I'm insulated. I got renters and all these things. Hmm. And then the renters stopped paying. And then oh. I was driving from whatever state I was playing music in to the court that I needed to be in to take the renter to court to get my money. And I was like, okay, the judge is totally going to understand me, a musician, is struggling and just wanting my rent money. And he's looking at me like, well, you're the landlord. You're fine. I'm going to give these people another six months in this place without rent. Whoa. So people ended up owing me thousands of dollars. I didn't get a dime of it. And I couldn't pay the mortgages on either one of the houses and had one, Mm. one I just gave back to the bank and the other was a deed in lieu. One was a short sale. One was a deed in lieu. So one I gave back, one was actually sold. But this is back when like there was, you know, predatory uh, collections. 
and predatory lending. Yeah, this was actually collections. So they would hire collections departments to call you and threaten you in any way, shape, or form. So I had guys call me and say some of the worst things to me. I remember one of the conversations got so bad. I said, when this is all done, I'm going to come to California and I'm going to find you. (laughs) (laughs) And this dude is swearing at me up and down, calling me some of the worst things I might have ever been called. And just, he kept hitting the point home how dumb I was. And he just, he's like, I've just never talked to me so stupid. He would blah, blah, you know. And I was like, brother, I was like, I have your name. I know who you work for. I said, when this is all said and done, I'm coming to California. And you're going to say this to my face. It was awful. And I get off the phone and I would cry and, you know, lose my mind and hit the wall. And it was bad. It was bad for so many people. Everyone is just losing losing a lot. You know, I, I went, you know, like, like most losses, I didn't go to zero. I went to negative. Mm. I went 52,000 in the hole Ugh. from losing those from property taxes and different expenses. And yeah. So when oh. you do your math, do it really well, do your freaking homework. And when you define the end game, you know, make sure it's reasonable. Yeah, it's interesting because right now we're in a very similar place where the market is is overvalued. Nobody can lose at playing the stock market. All you got to do is get your own Robinhood account, jump on and start start investing money. I mean, you're hearing this all the time. I no joke, I heard this on TikTok and I don't watch TikTok. It was like on a different platform that was like a highlight yeah, Instagram of Instagram or Facebook. something like that. Yeah. And this, these, <laughs> this couple said, they said, investing is easy. Look, as the stock is going up, you know, you put money into it, but as soon as the stock starts to come down, that's when you sell. Ooh, yeah. That's it. That's, that was their no whole strategy. <laughs> Man, it's, it's like, unbelievable. anybody can do it. It's so easy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Things like that are signs that of euphoria, are yeah. signs that uh, the market is at its at its top. But like you've talked about before, the herd doesn't see that. The herd, they just they're just along for the ride, right? Yeah. And so you have to step out to really get that. And and part of that I think is defining your end game. I think can help to give you discernment, you know. Because you've got that in the back of your mind constantly, what you're shooting for. Uh, yeah, I think if we were to get really, you know, kind of granular with it, you you have to know, and you can only do this by experience. But you know, it kind of is a, is a living process. You, you have to know what you built for and what you're not built for, what you can be successful at, what you cannot be, and it really does work itself out over time. You know, there there is the idea of calling as well, like what God has called me to do, what God has not called me to. You know, in the beginning, I was like, well, I want to be wealthy and I think real estate's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So th- that's my end game. Mm-hmm. Um, now I actually know what kind of property that I can own, mm-hmm. you know, because it goes back to like the lanes of investing we talked about. It is, it is cash flow. It is wealth of knowledge. It is, you know, having some experience. It is relationships. It's all those things added up that'll tell me this is a lane that you can be profitable in. I think I could go back to trading down the road, but I know what it would take. Mm. I know that I'm, you know, I think I've even said this on the podcast before. I'd want 600 grand, you know, I'd want 200 in cash 
two $100,000 trading accounts and then $200,000 invested in different businesses yeah. where I'd feel stable enough to then go and manipulate in those two $100,000 trading accounts. Over time and with enough conversation, it really is about you know, an education, but not a static one. It's not just books. It's not just YouTube videos. It's actually like go and meet people that do things hmm. because in those conversations, all the nuances come out. Yep. That's right. And, and yeah. you start in the, the longer those conversations go, the more you start hearing the, the bad, the, the negative side, you know, yeah. the struggles, the challenges, uh, you get a more realistic. So, so that's, I mean, a great lesson in this is not to, not to rush it. Right. Yeah. Let, let it breathe. Like let the, let the, let the, you know, have the dream, like literally have the dream. Don't let anyone take the dream away from you. Financial freedom is a thing. Yep. It is something that many, many people enjoy and we all have access to. Don't let anyone crush that dream. Just know that it may have to morph a little bit. Yep. You know, and God's a great author. I mean, he, he gets it. And yep. so just if you pay attention to him. He will, he will change things. Yep. Because, you know, when you, um, when you, when you're thinking about making an investment, typically, typically one of the first things you think about, well, for most people are all positive. How much money will I make? Or what's the income that I'm going to get? What are the things I can do as a result? The freedom I'm going to experience? Like, that's the thing that actually starts motivating you to move down the road toward, towards something like that. But I think what we don't take into consideration is number five, which is the emotional mental weight of investing that plays into it. Cause there, there is a weight, which, which is in addition to some of the challenges you might face too. Maybe, maybe, maybe that factors into it too, but, but we don't often take that into consideration. Yeah. And, and life, life has a way of changing things on a dime where you felt, where you felt very, free and you had a lot of margin to think about these things. And then, you know, as soon as you kind of enter the game, you know, things happen, people get divorced, people get addicted, you know, you, people get sick. I mean, life just kind of happens. And so, yeah, I I would say having the right support system is paramount. Yep. It's, it's not just about money. Like the, the reason money has such a carry such weight in this society is because it, it does so much to us mentally and physically. Yep, definitely. Money has an effect on you. It does. It's not, um, but but it's because of what's inside of us. It's because of our own sin and our own greed and envy and, and things that play into to that, that, that money can start triggering some of that stuff inside of us, which, you know, and this is probably a good, good uh, time to, um, to talk about just the, the shift that's been happening, uh, for me and for us recently too, because you know, you talk about the fact there, there can be negative things that happen. You can get sick, you know, challenges come up, trials, tribulations, but also um, maybe there's an, another opportunity that, that presents itself and you have to pivot. And so, and that this plays into what I was saying at the beginning of the show when, you know, we wanted to share something pretty significant in terms of what's going on with us and with the podcast. And so, um, uh, so just, first of all, it, I'm going to be stepping away from blue collar money, um, because I was offered a, a show on a local radio station here to talk with, um, with small businesses and entrepreneurs and, and, um, 
and really help connect the dots uh, for folks in terms of how how business and commerce can have such a redemptive impact in the community. Um, obviously, it's something you've heard me and I, PW and I talk about on the podcast a lot. And as PW, as you and I were talking, it just it became more and more clear that I wouldn't be able to do both. I wouldn't be able to do the, the radio show and continue with, with the podcast and what we've been doing with Blue Collar Money. And so it's with great sadness that I, that I have to say that, that I'm going to be stepping out of this and we don't know what this is going to do. We don't know how this is going to, you know, what is going to be, what the next chapter is going to look like for blue collar money. You're still thinking through that yourself, PW, I know um, what it's going to look like and whether you continue in the podcast or not, but it's interesting too, is we talk about number five, the emotional mental weight, emotional mental weight of investing. We have felt that. (laughs) Like throughout this whole process, right? Like, absolutely. Oh my gosh. We have felt the, the drain on energy, the, the time invested. And we have not gotten to the point yet where we have monetized this still. Yeah. Yeah. We were joking about this not even an hour ago is that, you know, we bleed for this stuff. Like it's very, very important to us. And we were laughing that, you know, we did this, we've been doing this for free. Yeah. Right. For a year and a half. And so, you know, to kind of pat ourselves on the back a little bit of like, man, we, we have done or will have done 70 episodes and we didn't get a dime for it. Yeah. And that means a lot to me because it means we really believe this stuff. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, and, definitely. you know, but yeah, the future of the podcast is kind of a little bit up in the air and part of it is just, you know, I've got to pray through like, you know, we started this because we were going to do it together. You know, the, the friendship is, you know, cause the friendship is natural um, we, we share the same values, which is such an odd thing. Like, it's so <laughs> yeah, unusual. Right. It's, it really is. It's unusual to meet somebody where you, you like get each other. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and we're, and we we're very different personalities. We each bring, you know, different things to the table. And now it's just a matter of kind of like, you know, we know that, that God wants us to push forth the greatest amount of value, the greatest amount of people. And so the radio show is like a a great progression to do that. And so now we've got to figure out, okay, um, you know, what does God want for blue collar money? You know, and and that's kind of a question mark right now, but you know, we are celebrating the radio show, which is going to be great. And, and the, and the, that radio show is not just that it's also a podcast. Like it, it's a permanent thing that, you know, will stay out there. So people from other parts of the country can then, you know, can listen in and tune in and, Yep. And, you know, once we find out what that show is going to be called, we haven't, right. we haven't figured it out yet. I'll, I'll go back and edit the show notes because this podcast will continue to stay. We'll keep it on. It's going to be um, yeah. the, the material is going to be there. At least these 70 episodes are going to stay and you can come back to it or other people can be exposed to it. And so, at, you know, when I do figure that out, I'll put a, a link in the show notes if, if uh, folks want to check that out. But, um, but no, it, it is, it's incredibly sad and incredibly hard decision to make though, because you invest so much into it. You know, there's a certain amount of grieving that goes on because I was, I was looking forward to what would be, and I know you were too, yeah. and you're, you're yeah. having to go through your own adjustment process as well. And so, yeah, it's really hard stepping away. So this isn't, it's interesting that there's this, you know, we're pivoting here because of something good. Yeah. Because there's, there's a potential to impact, to impact more people, to hear more about this, what what we've been talking about. 
And I hope, man, I really do that. And I don't think this won't be it. I mean, I think you and I are going to continue. Obviously we're going to stay in touch. We're sure, best friends. Yeah, like we'll get, I, I, I could see us doing future things together. And so it won't be the end in the, in that sense. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just an, it's an eerie uncertainty. Right. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of those things like you can't, um, you can't figure your way out of it. You know, like mm. I want to, I want to sit down. And I want to just find any kind of math that will work to yeah. figure out what's next. And this is one of the things where, you know, God just has to, he just has to reveal his hand and he, and we know he will. We, so we just have to, you know, kind of stick to the plan and, yeah. and uh, continue to go to him and to trust him and, and see what happens. And the last point that, you know, of our, of our six points is relationships. And this is really what is key is that, you know, our goal was to bring value to people. We'd love to see entire systems get redeemed, which is, it can happen in the process, but this is God taught us kind of early on that, you know, affecting people, even if it's just one yep. person, we don't have a huge listenership. You know, there might be a hundred folks that listen to us on a weekly basis mm-hmm. you know, across the world in, you know, whatever, I think it's like a 12 or 14 countries. If we can make a difference in, in those folks' lives and, you know, and just a handful of them, that's, yeah. that's like a win. Yeah. And obviously God brought us together for a reason. And, you know, I, the conversation we had at the very beginning of this before episode one was you talking to me, you know, talking me off a ledge and basically just saying, Hey, if we could get your curriculum out there and we just did it like this, we just talked about it. Would you do it? And I was like, yeah, if we were just talking like this, that's easy, you know, cause I have pretty bad anxiety and, you know, it's just, it's just the thought of like, yeah, putting any of this stuff out there. So we were able to do that and just share yeah. friendship in front of people. Yeah. And it, I've, it's so funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's listened to our podcast and just, and he, he kind of knows of you through some loose young life connections, but like, but got to know you a little bit through the podcast. And and he just said, man, he just, PW sounds such, he is such a cool guy. Like, and, and he's so, <laughs> he had a lot of admiration for how you shared the, the thoughts that you had, um, your heart behind it. Like he just, just grew to love you through this whole thing. Yeah. Amen. Um, and, my, and my friends that listen, the same for you, the, the healing part of this is just, you know, that's kind of how it starts. That's what we want to encourage you is that relationships can change business. You know, a lot of folks will say, Hey, don't do business with family. Don't do business with close friends. You know, I don't know that there are any hard and fast rules for that, but yeah. you know, value, value relationships, you know, if you decide to invest, because, that's got to stay, that's got to stay like front and center. Hmm. Money will come and go, but, but giving people value. And then I love the John Maxwell, you know, don't just quote add value. Cause that's, that's kind of a sterile comment, but if you're going to add value to somebody, make them valuable. Yeah, man. Make yes. them valuable. And so yeah, you know, I wouldn't great. have been able to, you know, my, one of my biggest triggers, uh, Achilles heels is feeling misunderstood so there's no way in hell I'd put myself out there on a permanent platform to be misunderstood again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Someone's sure. Like, I, I listen to him. I still think he's a dick, you know, like <laughs> I, that to me is like worst case yeah. scenario, but in context of our friendship and our relationship, people have gotten to know me, which means that they'll maybe listen a little more intently to any value that I might throw out there. Yeah. You, know, you are the lovable guy. So you don't have that, 
<laughs> barrier in front of you where, you know, immediately people are like, ah, I don't really know what this guy's about. Like, but the value you brought out, you know, I think has come out through, through relationship. Yeah, totally. You know? man. So this has been a really fun, a fun road. And we're, we don't know where the two roads are going to go. And which is right. equally, like you said, it's kind of haunting and, you know, but also kind of exciting. And we'll that's just part of, yeah, that's part of being on the journey. You know, when you're, you know, it, it's, it's fun to watch movies and kind of experience the story along with the the hero and, and or the protagonist and, and kind of see how, how everything plays out and you don't know the future, but it's also, it also fun to rewatch movies after you actually know what happens. And, and we're kind of, but we're in this space where, we don't know what's going to play out. Yeah. If if you know what's going to happen, please <laughs> email in yeah. and let us know. That's right. But I, I I would say this though, actually. So number one, and PW, I know you would echo this. Again, man, I can't say thank you enough to our listeners and folks that yeah. that tuned in and that uh, have reached out to us, listened to us about those five star <laughs> reviews, and actually did review our podcast, um, man, it has been life changing. You folks have been incredible to, um, you talk about relationships. We've gained more relationships beyond even just us, you and me, PW uh, through this process. Good ones. Yeah. 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 Good good people. Like we've gotten to interact with some good people and that's been very healing and very encouraging. Yeah, really special. One of and the then, ways you yeah. one of the ways you can thank us for doing this for free for a year and a half is to go back and because I think people have kind of caught us maybe at like episode 30 something or 40 something or 50 something. Yeah. I may continue to make episodes I don't know yet, but go back and get the whole story. Yeah. Go back to those initial lessons. Cause you know, the the ultimate goal is for you to get better at all of this and then to teach us. Yeah. And so if you, you know, that would be a huge thank you for us is to go back, start from the beginning, listen to the episodes, get your game on track, um, get really good at what you do and then, and then weigh in, tell us, tell us how you do what you do. That is a massive win. It makes it all worth it. Yep. I totally agree. And then lastly, I would just say, pray for us. Yeah. If, if, if it's on your heart, really ask you pray for, uh, for PW and what his next steps would be. Um, and for his family, uh, some of you have heard little bits and, uh, you know, here and there about sweet Caroline and beautiful yeah. little Stella. Um, of course your wife, Amanda pray for them as, as, as you consider the next steps, pray for me as I'm, you know, heading to this new endeavor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep us in your prayers. This is the ultimate in term. We talk about learning out loud. This is the ultimate of <laughs> learning yeah. out loud right now. We're saying, oh, here we go. Um, Going to pivot. And uh, this has been our, we've been learning out loud in front of you this whole time. So hopefully it's been valuable. Yeah, I would I would echo that. And um, Mike is going into, I think it may be an established audience, but a new show. Right. And so, you know, I think anytime yeah. somebody says yes to God, I think you get on the radar for the enemy. And so, you know, there's going to be attack, you know, there's going to be fatigue, you know, there's going to be, there's just, it's just, it's yeah. going to be, there's, there's just new things happening. Um, and he's also got already has a lot on his plate. So just, you know, continue to pray for him and Lisa and Mateo and just the balance. If, if there is a balance to create, you know, yeah. in starting something new, you know, pioneering something is 
there's there's very little reward. There's very little thank you outside of God saying, well done. So um, keep, keep praying. Yeah. And bro, I love you, man. Love I you, really, man. really love you. This has been amazing. Amazing. And, um, so grateful for this. So, yeah, me too. Friends, thank you for listening in. You have been listening to Blue Collar Money with P.W. Gopal and Mike Hatch. If you would like to reach out to P.W. directly, you can reach him through his website at pwgopal.com or you can reach out to Mike Hatch at empoweredmanhood.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming contents. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to connecting with you soon.